1160 WYLL Chicago. Welcome to the Solution Radio Show with Greg Backus. Our world is full of incomplete solutions, leaving people searching for more. God's only solution for all mankind, for all time, is Jesus Christ. He is the way, the truth, and the life. Grow in relationship with God, your Heavenly Father, because your purpose is far greater than the day-to-day circumstances of life. Let's join Greg for the Solution Radio Show as he shares from God's Word with us today. I thought today we'd look at God's magnificent love. We're going to start out, if you've got a Bible handy, and would like to turn to the 1 John chapter 3. We'll read here verses 1 and 2. Uh, Verse 1 starts out, Behold, behold what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us, that we should be called the sons of God. Therefore the world knows us not, because it knew him not. Beloved, now are we the sons of God. There in that first verse, it says, to behold. To behold means to take a look at. Let's take a look at and see the manner of love that the Father has for us. And really to see the greatness of God's love and and his magnificent loving kindness towards us, his people. Uh, Ephesians is the logical place to go. So that's where we're going to go today. Uh, Ephesians chapter 1, we'll start here in verse 2. We'll read through a few of the verses here in, in this first chapter. Uh, Verse 2, it says, Grace be to you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Grace, grace from God. Grace is undeserved favor. It's unearned. We didn't do anything to earn it. He, He just freely gives of his grace to his people. And then it says peace from God. Peace is going to be the absence of strife and conflict. God's not waiting for uh, us to do something wrong and then he's going to bop us over the head. Uh, We've already been judged in Jesus Christ, in his life, in his death, in his resurrection. Continuing in Ephesians verse 3, it says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. It says that we're blessed here with all spiritual blessings. We're not lacking anything when it comes to God and the things that he does for us. And where are those spiritual blessings? It says that they're in heavenly places. And those blessings are in Christ. The blessings are not in our good works. The blessings are not in the church or the denomination that we may attend or the the political party that we might vote for. Our blessings are in Christ. And they're in the heavenlies in Christ Jesus. Continuing in Ephesians chapter 1 verse 4, It says there, according as he, God, has chosen us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. You are chosen in Christ by God. And that choosing took place because of God's foreknowledge. And it was before the fall of Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden. And it also says there that that we're holy, that we're set apart without blame. We're without blame before God in love. Because once again, as we saw in an earlier verse, we've already been judged in Jesus Christ through his death and resurrection. You see, Jesus Christ really is the solution. He is the only answer for mankind. He made the statement in the Gospels that he was the way, the truth, and the life. He's the only way to the one true God, our Father. And we have the privilege to be able to read of God's gracious love and his magnificent goodness towards us that he's made known to us through his word. Uh, Let's continue here in chapter 1. Let's look at verse 6. To the praise of the glory of his grace, 
wherein he, God, has made us accepted in the beloved. You're accepted. You know, so often, uh, I remember at least myself, back in the old high school days and the college days, you wanted to belong to the cool group. You know, you wanted to be accepted. Well, we're accepted already into the greatest group of all, God's holiest, his saints, those that he loves, those that have accepted the Lord Jesus Christ. You belong. You've been accepted. Verse 7, in whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sin according to the riches of his grace. We have redemption. We've been redeemed. And when something's redeemed, a price has been paid for it. Many times the value of something can be indicated by the price that's paid for it. Well, God, he paid the price of the blood of his only begotten son, Jesus Christ, for you. You know, I, I remember when I was a kid, once again, my mom used to save the old S&H green stamps, if you remember those things. You know, you'd get them at the gas station, you'd get them at the supermarket, and after you filled up so many books, you had a catalog you could look at, and you could go into a redemption center, and you'd You'd bring those books in, you'd turn them over, and maybe you'd get a lamp, you know, or, or an alarm clock, something like that. Well, we've been redeemed, and we've been brought into the redemption center of God's redemption because of the blood of Jesus Christ. He paid the price. He redeemed your life. And you know what's so remarkable, too? I'm not going to turn there in the Bible, but 1 Corinthians chapter 2, uh, it talks about there, had Satan known that you would be today who you are because of what God has done for you through the Lord Jesus Christ, he never would have crucified the Lord of glory. He would have allowed Jesus Christ to live. That's just remarkable. That shows your value in the sight of God. He so loved you that he gave his only begotten son. Let's continue here in verse 8 of chapter 1. Wherein he has abounded toward us, He's abounded toward us in all wisdom and prudence, in all wisdom and good sense. Verse 9, having made known unto us the mystery of his will, according to the good pleasure which he purposed in himself, that in the dispensation or the administration of the fullness of times, he might gather together in one all things in Christ, both which are in heaven and which are in earth in him. The mystery of his will which he's made known is that both Judean and Gentile are one in Christ. And it's God's good pleasure that we would know that wonderful, awesome truth. And then in verse 10 there, it talks about the fullness of times, when God's going to bring everything together. And that fullness of times is going to take place someday. And at that moment, that's the return of Jesus Christ, where God gathers together everything in Christ, both which is in heaven and which is on earth. Could be today. Might not be for another hundred years, might not be for a thousand years, but it will absolutely assuredly happen. Verse 11, in whom we also have obtained an inheritance. We have an inheritance in Christ. It's all those heavenly blessings that God has blessed us with. And there's a wonderful prayer here in Ephesians chapter 1 that we can pray for ourselves, that we can pray for each other, because Paul's example of prayer is what's available to you and I today. Here in uh, chapter 1 over in verse uh, 16, Cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers. And here's the prayer, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him, 
the eyes of your heart enlightened. And here's what God wants his people to know in this prayer. Three things here. That you might know what is the hope of his calling. And that word know means to mentally perceive. That we might see the hope of God's calling. What's involved in that hope? Well, it's through all eternity, which commences in the fullness of times when God sends back his son, the Lord Jesus Christ, to gather the church together. God can show you little nuggets of truth regarding the hope of his glory for you that will keep you motivated, that that will just cause the word to burn in your heart for you to have the desire to do what God has called you to do and the strength and the stamina to carry through on it. And the other thing here, the second item in these verses that we can pray for, that God would open the eyes of our understanding, what the riches of the glory of God's inheritance is in the saints. (laughs) That's really remarkable, too, because what does God get out of the deal? He gets you and I. He gets us. (laughs) He's waited all eternity for people that would freely love him, who he could place his spirit within, that he could have a relationship with, where they could be his children and he could be their father. So he desires that we might know what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. And, you know, over in chapter 2, Um, In Ephesians, there is a statement there that sort of refers to that in verse 7. It says that in the ages to come, God might show or put on exhibit the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness towards us through Christ Jesus. Literally what that means is that God is going to show how awesome, how magnificent, how great he is because of what he does for us, his children, as he sort of puts us on exhibit, and shows us off. (laughs) Remarkable. Once again, it's because of God's grace, it's God's love. Nothing to do with how good or how bad you or I have been. It has everything to do with the accomplished work of Jesus Christ. And there's a third item there in this prayer here in chapter 1, that we might know what is the exceeding greatness of his power to usward who believe. God desires for us to know the exceeding greatness of the power that's available for the church to operate in this day and time. And then it goes on in the remainder of that chapter to show the greatness of that power, which was where God raised Jesus Christ from the dead and then seated him at his own right hand in the heavenly places. That is the exceeding greatness of the power that's available. And that power is available when we believe God's word, when we utilize the power and the authority that we have to use the name of Jesus Christ. God has just been so gracious and loving and kind for us that we have the privilege to be able to walk with him, to be able to to live for him, and to be able to see him confirm his word in your life with signs, miracles, and wonders. That's what's available for us today in this day and time. So just to quickly review that prayer that we saw there, the eyes of our understanding being lightened, that we might know the hope of the calling that God has called us to, that we might know what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power to usward who believe. God's magnificent love is so clearly set forth in his word. God's word makes known God's will. And here we saw in Ephesians the never-ending love the Father has for you, his child. Let's take a short break 
And when we return, our guest is Dan Hennifant from Cup of Cold Water Ministries. AM 1160. This is the Solution Radio Show with Greg Backus, exploring God's solution for all mankind, for all time, Jesus Christ. Our guest today is Dan Hennenfent, the Executive Director at Cup of Cold Water Ministries. Cup of Cold Water Ministries is a non-denominational ministry serving both missionaries and those in need around the world. Their Pine Ridge Christian Center is located on 23 acres, about 70 miles west of Chicago, out in Sheridan, Illinois. I'd like to welcome Dan Hennenfent to the Solution Radio Show. Welcome, Dan. Thank you, Greg. You know, it's always a pleasure to be with you on the radio, and uh, thank you for inviting me this evening. Thanks for joining us. It's great to have you here. And Dan, can you give us a little bit of an overview of the mission and the purpose of the Cup of Cold Water Ministries? You know, to put it in a thumbnail, the purpose of Cup of Cold Water Ministries is to demonstrate the gospel and to proclaim the gospel. Now, we, we send missionaries around the world. We're a small organization, but we, at the present time, have about 28 people on the field in various countries demonstrating the gospel by the things they do, mm-hmm. and then, of course, proclaiming the gospel with their mouth. And then what are some of those countries where you have ministries right now and missionaries? Sure. You know, from the beginning, we've been in Bolivia, and we have several min- uh, missionaries and ministries in Bolivia, mm-hmm. also in Mongolia, India, Canada, Guatemala, and soon we'll be in Thailand. Okay. And now, uh, which of those countries have you personally gone to? Because you've gone on some of these trips you know, as well. I've been in every one of those countries except Guatemala. Mm. And last year, our the president of our board of directors went to Guatemala for three months. And so uh, we we try to make visits often and, and uh, see the missionaries on the field. Mm-hmm. Now, what makes Cup of Cold Water Ministries different than other mission ministries? You know, each ministry has its own unique place. Uh, ours, our paradigm is to serve the missionary where God calls them to go. So, for in other words, I would not uh, send you to a place I want you to go, but rather I would say to you, where's God calling you? And it might be someplace where we already serve or maybe not. Mm-hmm. But w- our job then is to help you get to the mission field. So our paradigm is not to have the missionary serve us, but for us to serve the missionary. Okay. So I, maybe could you encapsulate sort of like, well, what is the specifics then that Cup of Cold Water Ministries does for the missionaries? Sure. As far as uh, the responsibilities we have, and it can vary between the different people, but uh, uh, we help with communication mm-hmm. with the supporters. We, uh, Of course, we receive the donations from the supporters. We're a 501c3. Okay. And so uh, that's, uh, that's important. Um, we take care of the tax work, you know, the, represent the missionaries back here at home while they're on the field. Mm-hmm. And then different missionaries had different needs. Uh, and when we try to go and uh, also onto the field and, and see what the ministry is about and what they're doing there and offer our expertise or coaching or, or help in whatever way. And we like to partner. We'd much rather partner with somebody who's already doing something mm-hmm. than to try to reinvent the wheel every time. Right. Now, if one of our listeners was interested in becoming a missionary, can you sort of give us a summary of what's the day-to-day life like for a missionary? <laughs> well, there's not one size that fits all in that, Greg. <laughs> right. I promise you that. Uh, I think I, just to, to mention a few of our missionaries on the field and the variety of things, uh, I think of Troy. Troy was a, uh, he owned a, a construction company and really had no education beyond high school, but he was called to go to the mission field into Bolivia, into Mongolia, and right now he leads a, a staff of 20 people, mostly Mongolian people. And so he's about coaching and developing people. 
in Mongolia. Uh, then I think of uh, um, Azariah. Azariah has a PhD, mm. and he's from India, and he has planted several churches in India, and his passion now is to to uh, begin a uh, Bible institute where he can train local pastors. I think of Lily. Lily's a young lady, 21 years old from Minnesota, who has been working in a in an orphanage, and she's been mom to about nine kids, five years of age and under. Wow. And so as varied as those three people are, is the, the day of the life of an average missionary. Mm-hmm. Quite, quite a variety there and quite a variety of backgrounds they come from. That's true. Absolutely right. Now, in your work here with Cup of Cold Water Ministries, can you tell us of a time, an incident, when you saw God's mighty hand of deliverance? You know, talk about deliverance. Um, what I'd like to, to share is a story about in Mongolia where we have been working with a government orphanage for a number of years. Uh, it goes back to about 1998 or so. And the official religion in Mongolia is Buddhism. Hmm. And uh, every summer we'd go to their summer camp and we'd be with the kids for four weeks. We'd, our volunteers from uh, around the world would come and then our staff too. And uh, they, were, they were very strict with us saying, no, this is a Buddhist country. You can't talk about Christ, no Bibles, nothing like that. To which we gladly said, that's fine. We just want to be with the kids and show them love. So over the years, um, just through showing love, not necessarily showing the scripture, mm-hmm. but showing the scripture through the way we behaved and the way we loved them, uh, that relationship has really changed a lot to the point where last year, um, during the Christmas program, they said, hey, could you tell us that thing about Jesus? What's that about? <laughs> <laughs> and so I think God has really opened doors with, with people's hearts. And, and it's so true. You know, you can you can try to shove it down their throats and it's not going to last. But but if you just uh, start from the position of loving people mm-hmm. and being consistent in that love, then God can do miracles with that and open doors. Yeah, that's a wonderful way to live for sure, just to show that love of God, that love of Christ. And it's like that old saying, people don't. Uh, really care that you care until they know that you care. That's right. You know? That's right. Yeah, you're right about that. And what another interesting thing that's happened over the years now is as the uh, the children from the orphanage graduate out, mm-hmm. you know, they 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 age out of the orphanage. Uh, they know where we are, and they come and, and many have come and found us. And mm-hmm. and then of course the ministry relationship is much different too. So you know that's one example where god's hand has just really worked in ways we could not have dreamed mm-hmm. have you found that some of those children that were in the orphanages and grow up out of it come back to be missionaries themselves well we're working on that mm-hmm. we're we're at that stage where that's beginning to happen i think of one young man named rico mm-hmm. rico was a hip hop dancer <laughs> he was uh, he lived on the streets of ulaanbaatar for a number of years and until the police caught him and he ended up in the orphanage and then through that relationship he got to know our people and, and he loves to dance uh, greatly uh, talented in, in music, and now he's a believer. He's passionate about worship. In fact, mm-hmm. he's he had told Sherry not too long ago. He said, "Sherry, I'm saving money. I'm going to go to Australia to be part of the Hillsong mm-hmm. worship." Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, that's that's, that's a great. kid that you know God has taken literally from the gutters of the street all the way to. Uh, we expect him to go to Hillsong wow. sometime in the next year or two. Wonderful turnaround. Yeah. Now, the Pine Ridge Christian Center, that's about 70 miles west of Chicago. Can you tell us its purpose and a little bit about it? Sure. It's a great place. It's 23 acres. It's mostly wooded. We have a lodge plus two small cabins there. It's ideal, Greg, for uh, for small group retreats. Mm-hmm. It'll sleep easily, about 25 people. We have cooking facilities and 
and meeting rooms and that kind of thing. And it's, if you can imagine a, a ski lodge, it's, it's kind of set up like that. There's two sleeping rooms. So, you know, the girls upstairs, the guys downstairs. And its uh, purpose is to be a place where churches or small groups or leadership groups or youth groups can get away and just be with God. We don't have a, the ropes course. So we don't have a water slides. We don't have the, the fun, the games, unless, you know, basketball and volleyball. Uh, but we do have a great place to go and, and commune with God. Mm-hmm. And, and and one thing, I just make this offer to anyone who's listening who is in ministry, involved in ministry, want to get away for a day or two, just do a personal retreat, like maybe you or you and your spouse. Uh, during the week when we don't have anything else going on, that's a freebie. So if they mm. just contact me, I'd be glad to set them up and come out and spend a, a day or two or three days just getting away from the city and being with the Lord. I might take you up on that. <laughs> All right. You, you're welcome to anytime and anyone else listening. And my wife is shaking her head yes over there. <laughs> <laughs> Come on out, Pat. That'd be great. <laughs> uh, now, you've also got coming up in September an outdoor worship music event. It's called Worship in the Woods. Can you tell us a little bit about that? You know, Worship in the Woods is something that we started a few years ago, and it's an outdoor worship um, service, I guess you could call it. We have three local worship teams that will be there. We start at 2 o'clock in, on a Sunday afternoon and go until 6. We have an outdoor stage, a naturally shaped amphitheater. Mm-hmm. The acoustics are awesome. The backdrop is just wooded trees, and it's it's picturesque. And it's uh, free to the public. We invite everyone to come out to Pine Ridge and be part of the uh, worship in the woods. And that's coming up on Sunday. It's it's the third Sunday of September. Is the twenty fourth? Twenty fourth is correct. Yeah. Yes. Uh huh. And um, and the the, the uh, de- details and the address and that will be on our website. Okay. Excellent. Now. Um, do you have any trips yourself coming up overseas in the near future? Well, you know, I'm fresh out of trips right now. Last year I traveled uh, uh, about five different major trips, uh, and I was supposed to be in Mon- in Bolivia, actually, this week, the mm-hmm. next two weeks, but that fell through at the last moment. So, no, I don't. Okay. But I'm, I'm sure ready to go have bags we'll travel. Yeah, that's great. Well, now, if some of our listeners would either like to become a missionary themselves or or maybe they want to help support a couple of cold water ministries, what would be the best way for them to get a hold of you? Well, certainly the easiest way is to go to the website, and that web address is ccwm.org. That stands for a cup of cold water ministries, of course, ccwm.org. They can email me directly, and that's director at ccwm.org. Okay. And either one of those would be a, a quick way to get more information. I'd love to talk to anyone that God's put missions on their heart because that's what we do. Mm-hmm. How many missionaries total do you uh, support we're, and serve? We're at 28 on the field right now. 28, okay. Is that uh, 28 individuals or 28 families? That's 28 individuals, so a husband and wife account is two. Okay. But if they have five kids, I still only count them as two. Mm, okay. So, you know. Uh, because really each spouse is a missionary in and of themselves too. So that's why I count them that way. Well, that's great, Dan. Uh, I will put your contact info up on our website as well. So people can get a hold of you that way if needed. Uh, I'd like to thank you for joining us today. You listeners on the solution radio show. And thank you very much to Dan Hennenfent uh, from cup of cold water ministries for sharing his heart and life with us. I'd also like to mention the music you hear in the background. That's my friend, Sal Arico, the song, I live for your presence. Be sure to visit the solutionradioshow.com. God bless you. The Solution Radio Show archives are available at the solutionradioshow.com, along with resources to encourage and help you in your walk with God. 
The Solution Radio Show is supported by listeners like you. Make a donation today to join in sustaining God's work at thesolutionradioshow.com. You've been listening to The Solution Radio Show with Greg Backus, and we thank you for joining us today. God bless you. You are God's very best.